section twenty seven of from the easy chair volume one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b from the easy chair volume one by george william curtis section twenty seven the dinner in arcadia the easy chair went up lately to the hills to enjoy the annual dinner at arcadia it is a summer feast which tradition assigns to some old academy in those parts supposed to have been founded by a pastor of the village in the days before railroads when there was no path to arcadia except that which is still sometimes pursued it is a winding sylvan way through woods and by singing streams and solitary farms and as you drive slowly on you feel yourself penetrating farther and farther into a rural seclusion to which the modern world has hardly found its way and where you might expect to surprise a peaceful community of ancient new england as in threading the remoter recesses and heights of the catskill you might come upon a party of hendrick hudson's crew in this loneliness of the hills the young pastor who is in delicate health and unmarried relieved the sombre severity of clerical life by teaching a few boys and girls by that fond indirection he brightened with fresh air and natural music and sunshine the dry routine of his unmated days for the cheerless solemnity of the life of the country clergy in those times it is hard to imagine the missionaries to east london tell us that the peculiar characteristic of that vast region swarming with human beings is want of entertainment the people there do not laugh they have no diversion there is nothing pleasant to see or to hear it is a huge stone mill in which human life is ground up in an endless and barren monotony of hard work it is odd to trace any resemblance to it in a life so different but the old-fashioned calvinistic divine in his small country parish revolving in an actual world of petty details and in another world of grim theological speculation and absorption in the contemplation of death must have seldom smiled the young pastor was bound by no vow of celibacy but he knew that his life must be brief and he gladly surrounded himself with children in the guise of pupils and when he died he left a bible to his church a small sum for the education of heathen youth in america some manuscript sermons to his parents and the rest of his little property to found an academy for godly youth this at least is the tradition but when silvertongue came once to the dinner he put the story aside airily as a pleasant fiction and averred that the annual feast was instituted simply to glorify two legendary friends of the town and enjoy them forever this had a sound that contrasted not inaptly with the seriousness of the hills and suggested an origin not unlike that of the feasts in the lacedaemonian worship of the dioscuri still another theory which is like to grow with time associates it with the memory of two strangers of benignant aspect who appeared suddenly in the village like the grey-haired regicide at hadley and aiding the townspeople not with a sword but with a bounty departed they are all pleasant tales but the earliest tradition is likely to be the truest it was the good pastor who sowed the modest seed which has now sprung up a hundredfold 
this year the text of the afternoon for the dinner begins at one o'clock was the report of the census that the town is declining in population the guests were a company of the people of the hills they came from a circuit of a score of miles the dinner is served cold and the guests feast in summer when the days are long on dainty chicken snow-white bread and by two o'clock the blue gauze is spread over the remnants the benches are turned so that the whole company faces the speakers and then speech begins it was the verdict of the hills upon the report of the census that if the number of individuals is decreasing the number of families is not the ancient quiverfuls are disappearing and the tale of children in a family is diminishing but the general welfare of the family itself is increasing while the marvellous facilities of communication bring all resources into the hills and the remote little village of the old pastor is practically becoming a suburb if a higher general welfare prevails what matter if the population somewhat declines quality is better than quantity if as the senator of massachusetts says the people of the hills are merely descending into the valleys who can complain if they bring with them the simple and hardy virtues which grow upon the hills like the great agricultural staples let the census say what it will statistics need not frighten until they show a decadence of character as well as a decline of population if however character is decaying if the primary conditions of that fundamental life of the country are changing a general change may be anticipated but in arcadia those signs do not yet appear whether there are more or fewer persons than there were fifty years ago the comfort the resources the opportunities are constantly greater undoubtedly they bring their dangers and disadvantages but the same steady force of character that dealt with the old difficulties can deal with the new perhaps the trouble lies less in the depletion of the hills than in the surfeit of the shore the dragon of the glittering scales that threatens american youth and maidens may be rather sybaris by the sea than arcadia on the hills it may be also rather the annual half million of utter aliens that come from other lands strange to us in everything that fosters a homogeneous national life rather than the hundreds who come down morally as well as numerically from the uplands nearer heaven so in the larger academy which the young pastor unconsciously founded the various voices of suggestion experience and reflection spoke it was a rural feast an arcadian holiday such as the swedish poet tegner might have sketched in simple and melodious measure or grecian artists carved upon a frieze then in the late and beautiful afternoon and later in the light of the full moon the guests dispersed weaving the fragmentary hints of speech into completer views and purposes of patriotic life as the children of the fairies wove the scattered shreds of gold into shining garments slowly over the hills by every bowery road towards loftier goshen and holly and higher chesterfield and plainfield where bryant sang to the waterfowl down winding ways to buckland and charlemont and zor eastward to conway and deerfield and remoter sunderland and all the wide valley of the connecticut the pilgrims wended homeward end of section twenty seven